Some of you were wondering why I was dressed up as a uh, Florida Gator fan. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And the reason is uh, it's because, see, my, my blood runs red and black uh, because I graduated from the University of Georgia. That's right. And there is nothing more terrifying to a Georgia fan than a Florida fan. And so that's why, that's why I did this little costume right here. Um, actually, so... Uh, I want to tell you the story of how I got this shirt. It was very awkward. Um, uh, I went to like this little like sports store, you know what I'm saying? Where like they have all this different like memorabilia and uh, obviously I'm a Georgia fan. So I don't have any sort of Florida gear around like I, cause I hate Florida with, with everything that is in me. And so, so I went to this store and, uh, and I'm looking around for a Florida shirt and I finally found one and the cheapest one I could find was $18 which was very upsetting to me because it was like, I don't like this team at all. So I, so I get up to the counter, I have my Florida shirt on and I present it to the woman and the woman looks at me and goes, oh, thinking that I'm a Florida fan. She goes, oh, are you, are you going to the game this weekend? And I couldn't handle it anymore. And so I said, okay, look, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. Um, I'm a huge Georgia fan, okay? And I was just looking for like the most ridiculous, just awful looking Florida shirt that I could find. I just needed like a piece of trash Florida shirt for this Halloween. And I start like dogging on Florida. And the more that I'm dogging on Florida, I see her face begin to like fall. Like she's getting more sad as I'm talking. And my wife, Catherine, was with me and she picked up on it too. And so she looked at him and she goes, um, are, are you a Florida fan? Like, cause Catherine's so sweet, right? So she's like, are you, are you a Florida fan? And the woman's like packing up my shirt and she goes, mm-hmm. and then immediately my wife goes, I'm so sorry. I promise we're nice people. That was her like immediate. And then she said, and I'm sure you're a nice person too. So she's so sweet. Anyways, I, uh, I love Halloween. Obviously, you do too. Your costumes look incredible. Well done. We actually have a costume contest coming up in about 10 minutes, which is going to be awesome. I want to show you, uh, I wanna show you uh, a few costumes from years past. This is going to be the first one right here. Uh, this is from a few years ago. Do you guys know which one? I'm... Uh, spot yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm, uh, I'm Darth Vader right over there. I love Star Wars, so whenever I get a chance to dress up as a Star Wars character, I take that chance. So that was me as Darth Vader. It's pretty awesome. Um, here's, uh, here's one from the year right before that. Um, are there, just out of curiosity, any like Harry Potter fans in the room? Anyone? Ew. Well, well, I am, and that's probably like wrong of me, but I am. And so uh, can anyone spot where I am? Can anyone see it? On this one right here. Yeah, that's me. Uh, the guy's name was Draco Malfoy, which is, yeah, you guys know. Some people thought I was Alex Trebek, which I was like, no, not quite. I'm not, uh, I'm not that guy. So anyways, I love, I love dressing up. And uh, as we've been planning for like the Halloween bash and all the different games we were going to do outside and all the candy and stuff, I realized something about Halloween. Here's what I realized. I realized that the very reason that we love Halloween is the same reason we hate church. Yeah, here's what I mean. The very reason, listen in, listen in. The very reason that we love Halloween is the same reason that sometimes maybe your friends or maybe even you hate church. And the reason is Halloween is all about putting on a mask, right? It's, it's, it's all about pretending to be someone that you're not. It's all about acting differently than you normally act. And when it comes to Halloween, that's actually 
acceptable. In fact, it's not just acceptable, it's encouraged. Like that's what you're supposed to do on Halloween. But then when it comes to church, we get real upset because there are people in church that sometimes, sometimes they put on a mask, right? Sometimes, sometimes people at church can pretend to be someone different. Sometimes people in church act differently than, than they normally do. And we actually have a really fancy church word that we use to describe those people. Um, you, may, you may recognize it. Hypocrite. Hypocrite, right? Have you guys ever heard that term before? Hypocrite is kind of this, it's this churchy word. Maybe, maybe for some of you in the room, maybe this word is the reason that you've stayed away from church. Maybe, maybe for some of you in the room, your friends, the reason they stay away from church is because of all the hypocrites. Now, here's the really curious thing about this word. I want to tell you where this English word comes from. It actually comes from a Greek word. I'm going to show it to you. Um, this word is hypocritas, hypocritas, which is like hypocrite. So hypocritas, this is so fascinating, is actually something that the Greeks use. This is a word they used when it came to like uh, different plays when people were acting. Hypocritas literally means one who performs under a mask. Someone who performs under a mask. And so how appropriate is it that this word that we use to denote someone who pretends to be someone that they're not in church literally means, literally means someone performing under a mask. In fact, in fact, maybe, maybe for some of you, the reason that you stayed away from church for such a long time, or maybe the reason that your friends don't want to try out church, maybe it's something like this. Um, I, I hear this all the time. People say the church is so full of hypocrites right? The church, like the reason I'm not plugged into church is because the church is just so full of hypocrites, right? Like, like if you only knew what those people did this past weekend, hey, if you only knew the way they acted on Tuesday, right? The church is so, it's just so full of hypocrites. And I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like really like sarcastic, you know, and, and it sometimes gets me in trouble because I speak before I think, which is not a good thing. That's why I love having Catherine around because she kind of guards me from being like overly, overly, uh, overly sarcastic. And um, there, there, there are a few times when Catherine's not around that people will say this to me. They say, the reason I just don't like your church is because, well, the church is so full of hypocrites. And in my most sarcastic tone, I usually, <laughs> I usually say something like this. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're right. The church is so full of hypocrites and you know what else? Man, that hospital is so full of sick people, right? That, I mean, can you believe it? They let sick people into the hospital. How on earth could they let sick people? You know what? If we got rid of all the sick people in the hospital, then I bet everyone there would be good, right? And see, like when it comes to the hospital, we get it, man. We get, this is, this is what we understand. We understand that it's okay. It's okay to not be okay right? Like when you walk into a hospital and you're sick, everyone at the hospital understands that it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. In fact, no one has ever like walked into the hospital and they got like a busted appendix, you know what I'm saying? And it's like about to cause them to die. No one with that walks into the hospital and goes, ah, um, hey, hi, hey, hey, brother. It's good to see you. Hey, I'm doing great. I just want you to know I'm doing fantastic. I love, hey, I love this hospital. This is a, oh, this is a great hospital. Oh, do I need any help? No, 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 I'm fine. Oh, I'm good to go. It's just, yeah, oh, I, no, I can walk to the door. I'm fine. Hey, I'm fine. All on my, right? No one does that. Like when you got a busted appendix, you walk into the hospital and you say, help, <laughs> right? Because you're sick. 
In other words, when you walk into the hospital, you understand it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to walk into the hospital and not have it all together. But for some reason, when it comes to church, this, this doesn't really play out, does it? For some reason, when it comes to church, we think we have to put on a mask. We think we have to pretend to be someone that we're not. Uh, we think we have to have it all together. And because our lives are not all together, we have to pretend that our lives are all together. And so we walk into church and we smile and we laugh and we feel good, but really it's all just a show because we don't understand that it's okay to not be okay. And I think, I think if Jesus were to talk to us tonight, I think he would tell us, hey, M12, it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. In fact, one of my, one of my favorite stories is, um, is about this uh, Jesus actually talking with this tax collector by the name of Matthew. And um, uh, the fact that you're not gasping when I say tax collector means you don't quite understand how bad tax collectors were. Um, yeah, see, uh, back in the day, uh, it's, if you can imagine, if you can imagine someone, real quick, if you can imagine someone who's like, involved in child pornography um, and they're like a terrorist to their own country. And that image that you have in your head, like that anger that you have, that frustration, that how could they, how, uh, how dare they, that's exactly, that's exactly the same emotion that people felt when it came to tax collectors. And so the fact that Jesus, who is supposedly the son of God, the fact that Jesus was actually talking to a tax collector was mind-blowing. Like someone like Jesus shouldn't be talking to someone that bad. After all, Jesus, don't you know what, don't you know what he's done? And see, they, they, they got real upset because not only did Jesus, this is crazy, not only did Jesus actually talk to this tax collector, but he actually said, hey, Matthew, this tax collector, Matthew, I want to have a party at your house and I want all of your bad friends to show up. I want all the bad tax collectors to show up and all the religious people got upset. And this is what happens in Luke chapter five. It says, but the Pharisees, and these are all like the religious people, the church people, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples. They got upset. They were so upset at Jesus because not only was he talking to a tax collector, he was actually eating and drinking with a tax collector. And this is what they said. Um, they said, why, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? <laughs> In other words, Jesus, Jesus, I don't think you know how bad they are. Jesus, I don't think you realize just what they've done in their past. Jesus, I don't think you knew what they did this past weekend. Man, if you knew how bad they were, if you knew what they were capable of, if you knew all the people they hurt, if you knew what they looked at online, if you knew, if you knew Jesus, you wouldn't hang out with them. And the way that Jesus responded is so encouraging to people like me that don't have my life together. This is what he says. Jesus answered them. It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. <laughs> In other words, when you walk into a hospital, you don't walk in because you're healthy. You walk in because you're sick. And then he says, I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners. In other words, Jesus is saying the people that I'm looking for, the people that I'm talking to, the people that are hanging out with me are not the people that have their life together. In other words, he's saying it's okay to not be okay. See, everyone thought they had to put on a mask around Jesus and Jesus said, it's okay. 
Hey, if you're sick, if you don't have your life together, if you've ever done something that you've regretted, it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. Jesus would say that to us tonight. He would say, hey, hey, instead of putting on the mask that you normally put on, instead of trying to be someone that you're not, it's okay to not be okay. But Jesus does not end there. In fact, I kind of interrupted what Jesus was saying, and so I want to finish exactly what he said. He said, I have not come to call the righteous, so if you have your life all together, then um, Jesus is probably no good to you, right? He, he can't really help you. Instead, he's calling sinners, and then he says this, to repentance, to, see, I've come to call sinners, I've come to call people that have their life all just mangled up and they have broken relationships and they have broken hearts and they have broken families and I've come to call those people and I love them so much that I accept them just as they are, but I love them too much to let them stay the way they are. See, in other words, it's okay to not be okay, but, but it's not okay to stay that way. It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. I mean, can you imagine? Imagine if you've got a busted appendix and you walk into a hospital and you need help and you need help fast. And the person at the front desk says, hey, thank you so much for coming to this hospital. We are so glad you're here. But then they don't treat you. Do you know what happens if you don't get treated for a busted appendix? You die. Like the very reason that you go to a hospital is because you're not okay, but you don't want to stay that way. You want to get better. And so Jesus would say to you, and he would say to me, when you come to M12, when you come to Jesus, when you talk to God, it's okay to not be okay. But, but, it's not okay to stay that way. It's not okay to stay that way. See, because Jesus loves you and he accepts you just as you are but he loves you too much to let you stay that way. Because I believe Jesus has a better life in store for you. And so what if, what if, what if this place, what if, what if M12 was known as a place where, where you and your friends could come and take off your masks? What if in a, like a society where we're encouraged to hide? What if in a society where we're encouraged to convince other people that we've got our life together and I don't wanna show that I'm sad and I don't wanna show that I'm upset and I don't wanna show that I'm depressed? What if in that culture, this was a place where we could come and we could take off our masks and we could say to one another, it's okay to not be okay. But what if this was a place where people who were sick became healthy. What if M12 was a place where this is true? That it's okay to not be okay. But it's not okay to stay that way. <laughs> See, I've talked to uh, I've talked to some people that um, they've literally like pulled me out of worship, like we're in the middle of worship and people have pulled me out and they've pointed at students and said, why are they here? Steve, if you only knew what they've done. <laughs> you know what I say to that? I say, I'm so glad they're here. Because it's okay to not be okay. It is. But what if, what if someone pulled me out of worship and said, hey, you know, you know that girl right there? 
you would not believe who she was six months ago. She's totally different now. She's so much more loving. She's so much more caring. She actually like, she like listens to you when you talk. <laughs> she actually like, she actually is respectful to her parents. She, she loves Jesus. And because she loves Jesus, she's different than she was before. I would, I would take that every single Thursday night because I want this place to be a place where it's okay to not be okay. But it's not okay to stay that way. Let me pray for you. So God, I am a, I'm humbled and I am grateful for Jesus. And I'm so grateful for Matthew who was just messed up, man. He was so messed up and he did not have his life together and he needed forgiveness bad. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that you went up to him and you said, hey, let's have a party because it's not the healthy that need a doctor, it's the sick. And you, Jesus, are a doctor and you heal things that no one else can heal because you go to the root of the issue. Man, you go to our hearts. And God, I wanna let you know that I don't have it all together. And I need you. And I pray that that would ring true for these students tonight. That each student in this room, that there would be something in their heart where they would just begin to stop pretending. They would take off their masks and say, you know what, it's okay to not be okay. That Jesus loves me. That God cares about me even though I don't have my life together. But I pray that you would challenge these students too. That yes, it is okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way because you have a better life in store for them. You have something more for them. You don't want them to live in shame anymore. You don't want them to have a life of regret anymore. So I pray that this place and that every student sitting in this room right now would recognize that and their hearts would be drawn to you, not because they have their life together, but because you have it all together. And so, Jesus, we love you. And we pray all these things in your powerful name. Amen.